what happened. But I can tell you a story about when Ajani, my son, gave away my money. Yes, he did. So Ajani became of the age where I can send him to the store, right? That's part of the reason why we have kids. I don't know. When they get older, we can send them out. So I said, all right, go to the store and get some goods for me. And by the time he came back, I usually only want to know two things. Did you get everything I sent you to buy? And did you bring back my change? So I said to him, did you get everything? He said, yes. I said, okay, give me my money. And he said to me, I gave it away. And I'm like, what? He said, somebody asked for something to buy some food and I gave it to them. And so I said, okay, give me the rest of it. Cause I figure if you're gonna give the type that jingle, I want the one that fall, right? Give me the rest of the change. And he looked at me and he said, mom, I gave him all of it. And I said, are you crazy? Why would you give all of it? Why not give some? And he looked at me with this righteous indignation and he said, Ma, if it's that important to you, I can give you for my piggy bank. And I thought to myself, I didn't want his, his righteousness to, to top mine in any way. So I, I gave him the win and I said, okay. But in my heart, I, I was not happy with him. I wanted my money. And Ajani's ease of giving away my money made me ponder the disciples' ability to give so generously, right? Because what they did in the early church went far above and beyond what giving looks like today in our community. And I asked myself, what caused them to be so devoted to their communal responsibility? And perhaps for them, they had this notion that their personal welfare was not greater than their communal responsibility. And before we go on anymore, I want you to ask yourself this question. Is my personal welfare greater than my communal responsibility? And as I pondered this text, I came away with three major lessons that stood out, and this I share with you today. The first thing we know about communal responsibility based on the text is that communal responsibility is a united effort. They did it together. They all worked together to contribute to the needs of each other. It was a sacrifice and it was out of voluntary generosity, all right? And so for them, what they owned did not fully belong to them. That they had the notion that the Bible says to us that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. In that what we own truly belongs to God. And if we are to be good stewards of the thing that God has given to us, it is to be used as a, to a blessing to someone else. And they regarded what they owned, not for themselves, but to share with those who needed it. And they shared with the entire community. In that, if we truly are a community, if we are a kingdom community, 
then none of us should be struggling. And if one of us is within the community with a struggle, and everybody knows but no one cares, then we are not reflecting what it truly means to be kingdom people living in a kingdom community. And so this church was a spirit-filled church. And not only were they just spirit-filled as it came to the doctrines of Jesus Christ, but they were united and spirit-filled when it relates to giving voluntarily and giving generously to others what they had. It was their worship. And because of this, God was blessing them with everything that they possibly need. Ajani went on and Ajani said to me, Mom, you didn't really need the change. I said, what? You know, the other time I took Ajani to the store, and on our way back, a homeless person asked me for change. And I said, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't have any. And Ajani nudged me and said, you have. And I'm like, no, I don't have any. And he said, but you just got change back from the store. Right? Nothing like when your kids call you out in a lie. And I said, no, I, I don't have. I didn't have because while I had, I needed it. Right? And my problem was this. And maybe it's your problem too. We, we worry. Right? Are we going to have enough? Can we feed the kids? I mean, they need new shoes. And you just bought a shoes two months ago. And they need new clothes and you worry about um, paying the bills and feeding them because they eat everything in the house, and you worry about college fee, you worry about retirement, you worry about your future. We worry, right? Right? Yeah, we worry. And, and for these disciples, these apostles, they did not seem to have these concerns. Like their major concern was just, we are going to tell everyone about Jesus, and we are going to share everything that we have with them. And I thought to myself, what made them like this? What made them stood out so much as we compare ourselves to them and what they did? And I realized that these apostles, they had something that you and I really need to strengthen. They had a faith reality that God will provide. God is the provider. And we say that and we sing it all the time, right? Jehovah Jireh, he is my provider. The Bible says to us that a cattle on a thousand hills belong to God. And sometimes in my prayer, I just ask God for one heifer, just one heifer. Because I figure if God owns all the cattle on a thousand hills, then I can get me one of them. And maybe I could get me a pregnant one, all the better, right? And the reality is that God does indeed grant me that heifer. Because if it is my testimony, and I'm sure it is your testimony as well that God provides. When you thought it was not enough, God came through just in time. God gives increase, God stretches, God provides. And the reality is that we seem to forget who God is. The Bible says to us that my God shall supply all of my needs, not some, not a little, but every single need that we have, 
God provides, and he provides according to the glorious riches in Christ Jesus. That is Bible. And sometimes I forget, I do, I forget, and I worry, and you forget, and you worry. And while it is true that some people's God are small, the God who we serve is great. We serve a big God, and he supplies. And our ability to carry out our communal responsibility is strengthened by the reality of our faith in God. And here is the second lesson. Communal responsibility encourages others. When you have a heart for people, when you see people suffering, when you, when you see children hungry, when you see people living on the street and they're hungry and they do not have enough, they don't have shelter, it does not sit well in your spirit and your heart really ought to break for them. It is the way God feels about people who are suffering. And so when we are spirit-filled people who truly care about each other, we don't have to use gimmicks. We don't have to use tricks. We don't have to try to gloat you into giving. You give from a place of generosity, and we do it voluntarily. And so the, the apostles in the early church they were blessing others willingly because they cared so deeply. Because the reality is, when the Holy Spirit is at work in each and every one of us, giving is a blessing and not a burden. That is the way the Holy Spirit works. We see in the same book of Acts chapter 4, we learn of this man called Barnabas, and his name means son of encouragement. And Barnabas was one in, in the Bible who sold his entire property, all of it, and he donated the proceeds to the church, and by doing so, he encouraged their hearts. Ajani went on, and Ajani said to me, Mom, the man was so happy his face lit up. And although we have burdens, although we worry about whether we're going to have enough or not, when we hear stories and when we see the evidence of how people are blessed, when we give to them, when they cry, we snort, thanking us and our hearts melt, and we are happy too, and we are crying, and we have snort as well, it's disgusting, but it's a blessing in God's eye because we are happy that what we have done have encouraged someone else. And again, I realized that these disciples of the early church, they had something else that you and I need to build upon in that they had a Christ reality. This was who our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ was. Jesus was always encouraging someone when he was forgiving them, when he was feeding, when he was spending time sitting at the table, sharing meals with sinners, when he was healing, he did so to encourage them in love and in hope with a message that says, I see you, I see your need, I care about you. And so I'm doing all of these things to give you hope and to encourage your heart. 
And when he died on the cross, he said to us, be of good cheer. That although we live in a dark world and we experience troubles and trials and tribulations and trauma, what he had done was to encourage us to say, I know it looks bad and I know it can get bad, but be of good cheer. That's a great encouragement right there. The Bible says that the early church devoted themselves to the teachings of the apostles. And that right there is love for God. And then it goes on to say that whatever they had, they shared with their neighbors. And what they were doing was that they were keeping Jesus' commandment where he said that the first commandment is this, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And here is the second, love your neighbor as yourself. And that was what they lived out. And this is what you and I ought to live out as our communal responsibility as kingdom people living in a kingdom community. And so we always wanna ask the question, who is our neighbor? Where are our neighbors? Are our neighbors okay? And how can we serve our neighbors? The Christ reality was also demonstrated by the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. The Bible said that greater love has no man than this and to lay down his life for a friend. And Jesus gave it all. His very life he laid down. A message of encouragement that says, nothing that I have is more important than my love for you. Because I love you, because I care for you, I lay my life down for you. A Christ reality. And the early Christians gave all that they had out of a voluntary generosity because he who loved them, he who lived for them, he who died for them, who was he who was resurrected for them, and he who would return for them, loved them and taught them how they are to treat people. And so our communal responsibility is our Christ reality that Jesus himself encouraged us and that we too are called to be of encouragement to each other. And here is the final lesson. Our communal responsibility blesses us. Think about all the person that you have ever blessed. Think about their response. Think about how you felt when they said thank you. Think about how you felt when you see that you made a difference in their life. Think about how much God blesses us when we bless others. Think about all the blessing that God has bestowed upon us how much he loves us, how much he truly has already blessed us. And think about what it must have felt to all those persons who the, the early apostles were blessing. Ajani said to me, mom, it made me feel good to see him happy. And at that point, although I still wanted my money back, it really settled me. 
Because in that moment, I realized I was proud of him. Like, like maybe I was doing something right. Or maybe he was doing something right for me. And as proud as I was for him, I, I remembered how pleased God was with Jesus. God was always pleased with Jesus. And all, so many times he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. As if he was saying, that's my boy. And think about when he looks at us and we are blessing others. And he says, those are my kids right there. Because God is blessed by what we do. And in return, he blesses us. He gives us increase. He gives us the ability to continue on and to serve others out of a voluntary heart, a heart of love, a heart of kindness, a heart that says, I see you, I care for you, I love you. And these disciples again showed me something else about communal responsibility. And what they had was that they had a resurrection power reality in that what communal responsibility entails is that Jesus's life, Jesus's death, and Jesus's resurrection was a blessing to them. And because what he did blessed them so much, they were able to be a blessing to others. And Christ's sacrifice is the ultimate blessing to you and to me. Christ keeps on blessing us. And we know this is true because before he returned to his father, he said, I will not leave you helpless. I will not leave you comfortless. I will go that he, the Holy Spirit, can come. And we have the Holy Spirit with us today Although we don't use him the way we really ought to use him, we don't understand the power that Christ has left for you and for me. The reality of the resurrected power in them enabled them to give on such a broad scale. Our communal responsibility is to be a blessing to others. And the same power that they had in them to enable them to give that freely, it is the same power that you and I have today. And that the Holy Spirit is in us and he's with us and he's working through us, enabling us to give out of a voluntary generosity. Christ did not abandon them. And Christ has not abandoned us, but he has left us the power of the Holy Spirit to enable us to give and to be so aware of our communal responsibility to ensure that every single one of us is doing well. And so you may ask the question, do I need to go home and sell my house? God, no, don't do that. While the early church, they had a spirit of sacrifice, that is what you and I ought to emulate, that spirit of sacrifice that they have to give so generously. Because it is in the spirit of giving that is important. That is what we take home today, that spirit 
of giving, a spirit that says, I can give. I want to give. It blesses me to give. It blesses others when I give. God expects me to give. And it is that principle of giving out of a voluntary generosity that reminds us that our personal welfare is not greater than our communal responsibility. And if you believe that, what don't we say together? Our communal responsibility, our, commu our personal welfare is not greater than our communal responsibility. And you can even make it personal. You can say, my personal welfare is not greater than my communal responsibility. And that is God's word today to encourage us and to remind us that if we are truly God's children and if we are spirit-filled kingdom living people living in kingdom community, then we do have a responsibility to take care of those in our community. Amen. May God bless us as we continue to meditate on these words so that we can be better equipped to give out of a voluntary generosity. Amen. God bless each and every one of you.